1: on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach.
0: i got to ask you this out there, Christian America.
1: It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeier.
0: Man, just kind of looking at myself on the screen. I'm getting old. It says, look, who is, that? who is that old guy? What the heck is going on? I was, I was thinking this morning when I got up, I'm hit. I'm heading into my 71st summer now I'm only 70 years old but heading into my 71st summer I mowed a little bit at sky high yesterday and I thought man if I could have got one penny for every blade of grass I've ever run over in my life holy Toledo huh <laughs> oh the grass growth at least wither and the word of God remaineth forever praise praise the Lord you know' look i um uh, I appreciate all you guys getting up with me every morning. It's, re- it's really, you know, it's radically transformed my own life. When I started this show, uh, by the way, this is show number what, Jonathan? Or Spencer? 1,866 shows. Think about that in a minute. 1,866 shows. When I started it, uh, however many years ago, that would be almost uh, what's almost eight years now, I think. I started in that... my. I didn't even know what computer was, and I started an on- online thing, and here we are, one thousand eight hundred sixty six shows later, and uh, just uh, grateful. Is that the right word? I don't. I don't know. Grateful, thankful that uh, I get up have this, have an opportunity to do this every morning. Because I, you know, what's really, what's really, really going on? The spiritual growth inside of me wow, because you guys have put a demand on my anointing. Yes, Do you understand what I'm saying? Cook, uh, bakers like to bake. Players like to play. Plumbers like to plumb. And I get up every morning and you guys stretch me. You don't even know that you stretch me, but you think, I think, golly, what am I going to talk about today, Lord? What do What can I talk about today? What can I talk about today that would be new and refreshing and intriguing and not not a waste of their time. What, what could that be, Lord? And because of this journey of one thousand eight hundred and however many it was, I lost track already. Uh, God, my my own spiritual growth is. I I got a long way to go in a short time to get there. But thank God, I ain't where I used to be. And you know, the knowledge knowledge brings confidence. I don't know if you guys you know that right. Knowledge brings confidence. And there's, yeah, 1866, thank you. Um, There's a lot of things I'm a lot more confident about now than I was maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago, because why? You guys have stretched me, and uh, the Lord stretches me. And I think, uh, golly, Lord, I don't, kind of, I guess there's several themes of this show, but one of the themes of this show would be I just want to know the truth. I don't want to believe it if it's not true. Hey, Chad, I'm not doing this for uh, approval. Does anybody agree with me out there? Do you want to believe stuff that's not true? Boom. Is it okay with you that you learn stuff, that somebody shows you something that you always believe that isn't true? <laughs> I watched a video last night. I'm not going to get into this. but I, here's, Folks, listen. <clears throat> Does anybody out there Still believe the two planes flew into the towers and brought those towers down. If if you be, if you believe that, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Now here here's the truth. We're probably never going to go back and unpack it because it, that story is so written in stone. That's become a part of American folklore. But the reality of it is, I watched. I started to say I watched a video yesterday of a guy who was actually in the building and the explosions. They heard the boom, 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 boom the pops. They heard it all. They they know it all. But like everything else, there's an agenda out there, and and uh, because there's an agenda out there, we don't always get the truth. In fact, we they tell us a lie and then they move on to the next subject. Like if we were to talk about the Branch Davidians, Branch what happened to what happened to Waco? What happened to, with the Branch Davidians? What really went on there? What happened with I could go on and on. What happened at Ruby Ridge? Do, do we really know? No, we don't know. Right? They, they tell us a story for about four days and then they move on, and as a result of it. Uh, certain things are, paint, are painted in our brain, and we come back and revisit. it. See, I don't think we went to the moon. Is, is, it, is it okay to say that? Is it okay to say that? I don't believe any man ever landed on the moon. Moon. And I'll give you two reasons why. Number one, the Van Allen belt—you can't get through that that belt of radiation. You can't get through. It's impossible to get through the Van Allen belt. And number two, uh, how come we never went back? Why would we go to the moon and never go back? So I think there's a lot of a lot of. A lot of stuff out there that kind of, and nature makes me a, a conspiracy theorist is what is what they call us. And I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me because I've said and done some pretty remarkable, crazy things on, on this show. But The truth is, it's kind of hard to, except, except for faith issues, right? Except for faith issues. It's pretty hard to go back and be able to point at something and say, boy, coach, you were wrong on that one. And here's the good thing. If I was wrong on that one, I'll tell you, I, I was wrong on that one. But like I said yesterday, I'm never again in my lifetime ever going to celebrate Easter again. I'm going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, but not Easter. Whether, whether, look, I don't care how long in your family you've celebrated Easter, and I don't care how long in your and your family they've taught you about Santa Claus and reindeer. I'm never going to take part in that because look, why? Because the truth has made me free, and if it's not true, why would I teach it to the ones I love? Why would I do that? Why would I draw them into something that's not true? So a lot of the stuff that we have on going on here, we get new people all the time. I think of, of old George, uh, uh, yeah, George right away. George, George is having a huge awakening. that's going on and and it's all really good. But like, I always want to say, Hey, George, we talked about that three years ago. That's, that's old news. That's old news, but it's not old news to George. And it's not all new old news to people who are coming in here every day. So I, I, I have to try to go back and uh, try to cover a lot of trails. Are you with me today? So I got, I got one today. i, I I made a note to myself here on uh, show 1866. I wrote it down. Let me ask you a question. I want you really, really to ponder this. Really, really. Why did Jesus Christ come? Why did he come? Now, I don't want anybody to say anything. I don't want you to answer. I didn't ask that for you to give me an answer. I asked that question so that you would think. So that you would think a minute. Because if you go to church or have gone to church or have ever been part of the church, you could give me 15 different reasons why Jesus came, all of them being valid, all of them probably. We could get into it. Say he came to save sinners from their sin, they came to whatever. But we know that the Bible tells us in, uh, where, where is it? Um, I think I wrote it down there today. I'm looking over here. Sorry. Bear, bear with me at seven. First, uh, First John 3. Well, there it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. First John 3. Well, here's the question of the day. Why did Jesus come? Now, depending on your preacher, he's going to tell you a lot of different things. And Jesus is the all, all in all. He is the fulfillment of everything. He is our complete source. He is our he is our provision. He is our joy. He is all that. So I, I get all of that. I get all of that. But as far as I know, there's only one place in the entire Bible. Somebody, you're welcome to correct me out there if you can. Look, folks, I'm not a theologian, okay? But I can read and I can think. I say that over and over. I'm, I can read, I can think, and I have the Holy Spirit that guides me to all truth. And as far as I know, there's only one place in the entire Bible where it tells us why Jesus came. And it's in 1 John. 1 John 3. I want I want. Because what's, what's the theme? Today? What's the question today? Why did, huh? Why did Jesus come? Why did he come? Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world doesn't know. Folks, just read and think. Therefore, the world doesn't know us. What's the world? Those are those in the world, those of the world. What well, Jesus said, we're in it, but we're not of it. And it says that those who are of the world don't get us. They don't get us. And for the world doesn't know us because it didn't know him. Beloved, now that we are sons of God. Wow. I could preach there. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we're going to be like him. Because you always bear the image of your daddy, don't you? Hmm? Seeing my father in me. That's how it's meant to be. Whatever that song goes. And every man that has this hope in him purifies or cleans himself, even as he's pure. And whosoever commits a sin transgresses the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Manifested means showed up. He appeared to take away our sins and that there was no sin in him. And whoever abideth in him doesn't sin. Wow. There goes my Catholic training out the window. Sin every day in thought, word, and deed. Whosoever abideth in him doesn't sin. And whosoever sinneth hasn't seen him. Neither knows him. Little children, let no man deceive you. Evidently, men are able to deceive us. Evidently. Because the Bible says, Don't let anybody deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Even as he is righteous. So much for works don't matter. So much for works don't matter. Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. You ready? Only time in the whole Bible it says this. For this purpose, God showed up. That he might destroy the works of the devil.
4: Where's Vinny? Boom. Kaboom, coach, because that ties to Genesis 1 right there, right? You shall crush his head and he shall bruise your heel. And we're the sons of God. That's why Romans 16, 21, right? You will crush Satan underneath your feet. He didn't show up to make you healthy, wealthy,
0: and wise. That's not why he showed up, right? Folks, in a perfect world, in a perfect world. All right, this is all over me this morning. Bear with me, huh? Why did God show up? Can everybody out there, could you all repeat after me? Kendra, Betty, Michael, Jean, Dale, Clay, could you all repeat after me? Why did Jesus come? To destroy the works of the devil. Huh? This, if we understand this, this alone would revolutionize Christianity. If this alone. All right? What? Jesus came not to make you wealthy, not to make you happy, not to save you from your sins, although he did, not to, what, whatever. He came to destroy the works of the devil. So we have to ask ourselves, then, what are the works of the devil? And again, I got, listen, I got to go there, okay? If I hear this one more time, I'm going to scream till my eyeballs pop out, okay? Go to First John, go to uh, John 10, please. John 10. Hey, folks, are you listening to me? Are you looking at me right now? Look, Satan did not come to kill and to steal and destroy. If I hear one person say that one more time, I'm going to lose my hair. I hear it over. And I I was reading something this morning. This great treatise that that I'm not going to say who it was. Great treatise and. Man, lining this up and lining this up and then lining this up and then lining this up. And then, and then they say this. Well, you know that the devil came to kill and to steal and to destroy. And I think, oh, Lord, help me out. By the way, Satan did come to kill and to steal and to destroy. But that's not what the scripture says. That's not what it says. So if you say it one more time, you are officially the first person ever thrown out of Coach Dave life. Because it's a lie. It's a lie. Okay, hang on, I got I got to do this, okay? John 10, follow along. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not into the door, into the sheepfold, but climbeth in some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Ver- chapter 10, verse 1 identifies the thief. Who is the thief, Clay? Who is the thief, Clay? Satan. No. Who's the thief in line- verse 1?
3: The false preacher, uh, the pulpit. No,
0: you don't don't put anything other than what it says right there. Don't say anything other than what it says right there. Who's the thief?
1: The shepherd. Who enters? Come on! He that is not by the door into the
0: sheepfold but comes in some other way, there is your thief and your robber. Who is the thief and robber? Some guy who's stuck in to a position of authority. He's a, a he's the thief old. and a robber. Anybody want to disagree with that? That that's what it says? Wait a minute. Hang on. I'll give somebody $487,222 if you see the devil in verse 1.
2: Boom.
0: No? I don't see him there. Do you? No. So he goes on. to He told us right in the beginning, who's the thief? Hey, Betty, the thief is somebody that snuck in some other way. Somebody got in power, and they shouldn't have been in power. Anybody want to disagree with that? Just that verse. Take all your religious training out. Just take that verse. You want to disagree with me on that verse? He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, But climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Who is it? Some guy got in a position of authority, and he didn't earn it. It's a thief and a robber. Okay? But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the porter opens the door. sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before him. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So the real porter, the real guy in charge, is the one that comes in the front door. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody's, he's exposed to everybody. And the sheep hear him, and they understand him, and they follow him out. By the way, he leads them out. He doesn't lead them in. He doesn't lead them into a church or be a bigger church. He leads them out. Isn't that what it says? And when he put forth his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, and, for they know his voice. Stay with me. And a stranger will they not follow. But they're going to flee from him for they don't know the voice of strangers. So you either know the voice of God or the voice of the enemy. And you got to be able to recognize the two. This is applicable to every one of you that are in here today. If you can't recognize the difference between the voice of God and the voice of Satan, then you, then you already got yourself a problem. If you can't do huh? it. Did you ever try this? Did you ever hear a voice and ever stop say, Lord, is that you? Because the Bible says, take captive every thought that it exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So evidently, there are thoughts that come into your brain that are not from God, evidently. It's a voice. The sheep hear my voice, and that other voice they won't hear. And Anybody with it? Hang it you hanging with me there? Amen. And it's verse 11, this parable, Jesus spoke unto them, but they still didn't get it because they went to church every Sunday and sat under the Baptist and Lutheran and Methodist and Presbyterian training and listened to the guy standing in the pulpit. They didn't get it. So Jesus realized they didn't get it, and he said, okay, stop. Okay, let's try this again, boys. Let's try this again. I'm the door of the sheep. I'm the door, he said to them. All that ever, and by the way, has
1: Satan been in, mentioned one time yet?
0: This makes me angry. And Jesus said, I'm the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Wow. That religious system.
4: That said right there, Coach, who came before me.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, they came before me. The Pharisees, the ones who wanted to kill him, right? Huh. Hang on. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. We'll go back to the beginning, you got to go back to the first verse because he's telling the story over again. They didn't get it the first time. He said, I'm the door. I'm the door. And if any man enters in and wants to be a leader, he's got to be saved, and he shall go in and out and find pasture. But the thief, there's the thief, first time, second time the thief has been mentioned because he's retelling the first four verses. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy Time out. Has Satan been mentioned even one time yet? Folks, has Satan been mentioned? Has Beelzebub, Lucifer, Diablos been mentioned even one time yet? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. He told us that the thief was some guy who got in the pulpit shouldn't have been there. That's what way he's telling you. Huh? it's said, Coach, he didn't say pulpit. No, he didn't say pulpit. He said the door, come on in, lead sheep out. What's he talking about? It's gotta be talking about a pastor. Gotta be talking about a pastor. Gotta be. Anybody want to argue with whether he's talking about pastors? He says the thief cometh but to steal and to kill and destroy. And I've come that they may have life and have them more abundantly. Okay, so time out. All together, class. Who is the thief? Here, that he's referring to Clay. Has the devil been mentioned yet? Has Satan been mentioned yet at all?
3: No, but when I say Satan, I don't mean
4: Lucifer. I mean evil people, evil in general.
0: Well, okay, evil in general, the author of of, of evil. So how could we all of a sudden say that the devil comes to kill and to steal and to destroy when it doesn't say that? It says the thief does. Go back to verse 1. Go back to verse 1. Who's the thief? Because he identified for us. I say it to you, that he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold but comes in some other way, there's your thief and your robber. It ain't Satan. It's the higher under- The Coach, those false teachers have the satanic traits, though, don't they? Metaphorically. Oh, they do. But I'm, in fact, I'm going to try to get into that today already. I'm, keep going. Let's go down. John 10. Because, listen, here it is. If you get this wrong again, I'm throwing you out of the queue. If you ever say again that the devil comes to seal and kill and destroy. Now listen, he does come to do that. But that's not what this is talking about. Okay. <sighs> The Thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. And I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd. Remember the other he talked in the first verse about the shepherd coming in some other way, huh? Some guy who became a pastor just because what he liked the job, he liked the he liked the attention of God, he wanted to serve the Lord, so he thought he would do that. He started his own church, yada yada yada. His daddy was a pastor, so he's a pastor. Anybody with me, huh? That this is a guy who's who has become the pastor who was not called to be a pastor. The Lord never said to him, be a pastor. By the way, pastor ain't chief. He's not the chief. He's not the head of the team. Anyway, uh, where am I? I've come that they might have life. And I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Why does a good shepherd give? Because he's got to lead them out. He has to lead them out. He has to lay down his life and lead the sheep out. The good shepherd, if the good shepherd gets killed, the sheep get destroyed. Look at this, verse 13. But he that is an hireling. Hey, Spencer, for those people who don't get it, go to Mr. Webster. What's a hireling? Mercenary, prostitute, serving for wages, Mm. employed for money or other compensation, hiring. So the guy who got in the pulpit because his mommy said he should be a pastor or he whatever, whatever. See, look, there's all kinds of things that you can do in ministry without being a pastor. A lot of things you can do. But he said, "The hireling, and not the shepherd." Do you see? Right now, we got two different one, two different people here. We got a hireling, and we have a shepherd, and they're not the same. They're not the same. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not. So if you walk into a church of five thousand people, the pastor don't even know your name. He don't even know who you are. The hireling sees the wolf coming. What's he do? He runs. <laughs> Why? Because he's a hireling. He don't care for the sheep. Okay, so again. Who comes to kill and to steal and to destroy? Somebody help me.
2: Huh? Hireling.
0: The hireling pastor. Not the devil. the devil uses the hireling pastor to do what? To kill and to steal and to destroy. To kill what? The life of God inside of you? to destroy what? I don't know whatever the plan the Lord has for you to do, huh? Kill, steal and to destroy and what destroy. <clears throat> hey friends, how many wounded Christians do you see out there? who've been killed, steal, stolen from, and destroyed by religion. Raise your hand say, I know one. <laughs> Raise your hand and say, I know 20. Huh? Huh? Why? Because they were under a hireling. They weren't under the good shepherd. Huh? Look, look, come on, man. These guys have got 10,000. Joel Osteen, you think Joel Osteen is a pastor? You think anybody in there knows Joel Osteen? Do you think anybody that goes to Lakewood Church can have a meeting with Joel Osteen? Come on. They're not his sheep. Okay, well, I don't know how I got on this, but it's good and I'm going to stay on it in a minute. Because see, we don't understand the game that's being played around us. I'll get you in a second, Bernie. I'll get you in a second, Myra. We don't understand the game that's being played around us. Go back to 1 John 3, 8. Go back to 1 John 3, 8. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we have to ask ourselves, what's the work of the devil? Don't say killing, stealing, and destroying. That's not what the scripture says. Those are the techniques of the devil. We're told that we're not to be ignorant of his devices. Who's the devil? What are his devices? We're not supposed to be ignorant of them. Just a question here. Do you think the average Christian going to church on Easter Sunday could tell you anything at all about the wiles of the devil? They think they have any understanding of spiritual warfare, the battle between good and evil, because they go to church on Easter Sunday and the pastor tells them that Jesus came and died on the cross for their sins, which he did, but that's not why he came. That's not why he came. Somebody, out, see how good a class I have. Why did Jesus come? Come on, please, somebody get it. Why did Jesus come?
2: To destroy the works of the wicked one. Hey,
0: Kendra, mm-hmm. you got to give her a star. To destroy the works of that the devil. To destroy the works of the wicked Kendra. one. Why did Jesus come? Mm-hmm. To destroy the works of the devil. Not to save you, like hey, your salvation is a byproduct of him coming and dying. Do you understand that you're saved because he came to destroy death, hell, and the grave? is that what it says, Dale? is that what it says out there? Pastor, Jesus came and when he died, what did he do? He destroyed death, hell, and the grave, the works of the devil. He destroyed them. Boom. It's done. Finished. We hung on the cross. It's finished. What? He destroyed the works of the devil. But the battle continues to rage. But understand this. The devil has how much authority, Randall? How much authority does the devil have? Huh? Somebody? Randall? Zero. Zero. We used to sing a song, World Harvest. Do you guys know this song? Jesus has all authority here in this place. He has all authority here for this kind of for the Lord's presence, all authority here. Mighty soldiers dressed in battle. Holy Lord of all is he. Commander in chief, bring us to attention. Lead us into battle to crush the enemy. Why? Because Satan has no authority here in this place. He has no authority here. I'll stop singing. Do you understand that? So he saved you. He destroyed the works of the devil. He saved you, recruited you on a team to help him destroy the works of the devil. It's done. We're the mop-up crew. Clean up on aisle nine. Amen. This is good, isn't it? Huh? Is this good? huh? Would, Amen. Would, would this revolutionize Christianity if we took the focus over off of the fact that Jesus died for little old you? No, 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 no. Many are called. Few are chosen. He selected you because he's looking for studs to play in this game. He drafted you. He didn't draft everybody. Broad is the way, narrow is the gate. Many come, few find it. Why? Because some aren't called to the battle. We are not all God's children. Oh, Lord, help us undo that mess. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. So for you to walk around, me to walk around and say, that we're all God's children, that is, is a lie. Anybody wanna argue? <laughs> Cause I just wanna know the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. Hey, Joe Biden ain't my brother. He ain't my brother. <laughs> he isn't, huh? Not just Amen. him. I, I, I could rattle on a list of names. That guy's not my brother. That guy's not my brother. Well, he ain't my brother he can be my brother he could be my brother but he ain't my brother right now I'm sorry and if you think that everybody is a child of God dude they have sold us do you want me to go into that you want me to go in that here this morning I, I could go into that but hang on hang on hey Chad do I keep going because I know there's some good comments can I got no, I gotta go one more I gotta go keep one going more. Hang on. keep All going right,
4: keep going yeah
0: uh, go to number five for me. Number five. Because the greatest thing that ever happened to the world, the greatest thing that ever happened to the world was the arrival of Christianity. It was the greatest thing that ever happened in the world. And if we could just sit down and we could be honest and teach honest Honesty again in our schools and educational system to the great things that Christianity has accomplished. We would understand that we can build a kingdom, there can be peace on earth. Scroll down a little bit more. Achievements of Christianity. Uh, see, here they are. Christianity brought human dignity, the idea that every life is sacred. The secular says that you're just a cog in a wheel on your. Disposable. Christianity brought a domestic church, brought Christ to the the local town. Secularism wants to eliminate the family. Christianity taught that work is good. You don't work, you don't eat. Secularism, atheism exploits the worker, tax you to death. Christianity teaches God is love, agape. Secularism teaches there is no God, states, states in control. By the way, as we read down through this, which team's winning here? Which team's winning? <clears throat> Christianity teaches love your neighbor. Secularism teaches unitarianism, individualism, my body, my choice. I can be a homo if I want. I can cut off my penis. I can, I can, I can. Christianity taught respect. Secularism enabled the culture of death. You're not useful to us anymore. You're a useful eater, you're gone. Christianity brought religious freedom. Right to everybody. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It applies to everybody. Christianity brought that idea. You have the right to be a sinner in Christianity. You have a right to. You're a fool if you are, but you have a right to. Secularism, atheism, they want control of the person. They want to determine what's right and what's wrong and force you to follow. It. Anybody picking up what I'm doing here, right? Okay? Now one more thing, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up. I'm just going to, be, I'm going to be honest here. It's one of the best teachings I've ever done. This is so critical that you get this. Pull up uh, the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> Remember, 1980, the Supreme Court said in Stone v. Graham that the Ten Commandments had to come off the walls. It had to come off the wall. Why did it have to come off the wall? Because it said in the Supreme Court decision, if the children read them, they might follow them. They might venerate them. That's what it said. And they lied to us. and said there was a separation between the church and the state. So, therefore, uh, so, so look, imagine this. Let's just go down. I've told told you this before. There's two, there's two stones, stay right there. Thank you. The first four stones talk about you and your relationship to God. No other gods before me, no graven image. Take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Then the next six talk about your relationship with fellow man. So, what, what would it be like if we were to go back into history? go back to a time when not everybody was Christian and start on verse five and we required every citizen of America to obey the last six of the commandments. Where would we be today if we taught every American citizen from the moment of birth, not to murder, you're not to commit adultery, you're not to steal, you're not to bear false witness against your neighbor, and you're not to covet your neighbor's house or your neighbor's goods. What if we talk just those five, those six things? It's profound, isn't it? It's profound. And so we've let the secularists get in and say, well, look, those first five, (laughs) those first four, Huh, they're all about your relationship with God. Uh, you can't make somebody believe in God. Okay, well let's pull let's pull that out of there. How about those next ones? Could we just could we just teach those next tablets? anybody disagree with those next tablets? Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Honor thy father and mother. Yeah, I forgot that one. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. How about we just taught those? Huh? And we haven't, have we? We haven't. Why haven't we? Uh, I'm doubling back around because evil men are crept in unaware. And they snuck in, and they become thieves because they're hirelings. And they're concerned about everything except being a soldier in the army of God. Okay. I've, I, think I, got, I've, I think I got some of it out of me anyway. Go ahead, Bernie.
1: Yeah,
4: Coach. One of the things that came to mind was the creation of the corporation because it separates the man's responsibility for what he's doing these guys i see so many businesses that were built up being well-run and they get a different person in there and he steals all the money and and they, and they go bankrupt and he walks away with a load of cash that's that's your thief that comes in to steal and destroy and it's under the guise of the corporation because the guys aren't personally responsible anymore well bernie bernie here's what happened I, folks
0: I, i'm i'm sorry we made the church a corporation yeah.
4: Yeah, I know that's this is the problem. Well, you see how that abuse—all of a sudden—you're not responsible anymore. You can get away with anything. Amen. Amen. It's crazy. Thank you, I it. Mr.
0: Producer. I don't know if For it's me, but right. I'm having a really hard time hearing Bernie. That's I mean, not your fault. Yeah, Bernie, I I'm going
4: in. I'm in. I'm in a bad cell area. So no, no I I'll, think you're. Go. I think you're okay.
0: Yeah, I got something going on with my system. So Bernie, if I don't respond appropriately it's because i'm not i'm really not hearing everything i'm getting the gist of what you're saying though. Right. right so okay. we created the we created can i tell you we created the corporate yeah. church didn't we didn't we create the corporate church
4: from the responsibility right? some of these guys should be hung you know
0: right and so the corporate church took the yeah. place of personal responsibility we allowed, we allowed that to happen wrong happen watch that's why i wrote last week start your own church every one of you people you people Every one of you should be, you'll be discipling somebody. You're perfectly capable of it. You don't have to go to that corporate church. Hey, folks, this isn't winning me friends. Okay. I'm When I talk about this, I'm not winning friends. I'm not winning friends. Some of you. Go ahead, George. Yes, coach. Um, Let's go, Brandon. Secondly, he said, I came not to make bring peace on earth i came to bring a sword but a sword that's right and bernie who or george who did he go after yeah. who did, who did he pick a fight with who did jesus pick a fight with what he did was he told the truth and he he said to repent and nobody liked it and they they killed him for it. But john he, the Baptist, george, who did he pick the fight with he picked fight the fight Pharise- with the religious leaders bernie. of the day yeah the he Pharisees, picked Pharisees, the fight the with the establishment church that's what got right. him killed If he he had stayed away from the establishment church, George, they wouldn't have killed him. Those religious, hey, those guys who crept in some other way rather than through the door. You know what I'm talking about? Those guys, those hirelings, they didn't like the fact that Jesus was pointing out that they were doing it for money. They didn't like that. So we got to get rid of this guy. (laughs) We got to get rid of this guy. Let's indict him. (laughs) Let's indict him. So they indicted him. They indicted him, charged him, and killed him all within 24 hours. It's amazing. Dale, come on in.
4: Amen, Coach. You asked that question, you know, or made that statement. Now he's at war with us. That's at Revelations chapter 12. When you get to the end of it, brother, it says that he went to make war with her offspring. The offspring. We're that offspring. You read it in yeah. First John chapter three. We are now the sons of God. Romans 16, 19, and the God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. Mark chapter 16, go out into the world, and first thing, what does he tell you to do? Cast out the devils. Brother, if you don't find the strong man, you can't plunder the house. Amen. 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 Brother, as a, as a, Yes, sir. Good. Go ahead. No, I, I just sat here. I've never said this, but, brother, and it's not braggadocious, but I, it just humbled me uh, to realize when I did an examination of my church. And the 40-something members, can I say this? Now, when there was abortion clinics in our state, every single member in our church has been to an abortion clinic, every single one of them. Many of them went continually, you know, at least two, three times a year. A handful went two or three times a week. Brother, let me tell you what, that that tells me right there that I have trained them for war.
0: And then, you know, Dale, no, Dale, no, you led them out. Isn't that what it says? Isn't that what First John says? The real shepherd leads them out. Doesn't lead them in. If you're sitting under a pastor, just leads you in. Whew, you better check something. Roger.
3: Dave? Yeah. Oh, I, when you were talking about Biden, um, you know, we I think we weave in there. He ain't your brother. And one way you know is Biden is actions.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, we often oh, you don't, you can't judge any, but well, no, yes, we can. We know our brothers by their actions. Are they? Then, you know, them they, by their
0: fruit. That's judging. Yes, that's by judging. their
3: fruit. Do they? Do they correlate with God's word? Do they support God's word? That's how you know who your brothers are. Not by. Uh, that's the key. That will tell you their actions.
0: Mm-hmm. But, Roger, if we don't have an understanding of Christianity, what it's about, then they don't know how to act. If they think Christianity is just sit in a church and forgive everybody and love everybody, then that's how they're going to act.
3: Well, and that is the reason. Is the church stronger from the last 30 or 40 years or weaker? And it's clear the church is weaker the last 30 or 40 years how we've been playing church. It's weaker. Amen. Amen. Well,
0: why? Because evil men have crept in unaware. And they've changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creature. How long ago was that written? How long ago was that written? That they told us that was what was going to happen. That phony men were going to... Folks, it's all about leadership. It's all about leadership. All about leadership. Evil men have crept in unaware. We've A hireling pastor. Everything rises and falls on the leader. Everything does. And if this leader doesn't have the ability to lead people out, he ain't a leader. Tim, come on in.
1: Well, since you opened the door on singing and worship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was singing or if that was worship, but I, thanks. I uh, yeah, joined talk, the
1: show did. The Voice. But anyway, uh, I used to tell my worship leader people that you cannot sing that song because it was not doctrinal. So we allow certain songs to come on that are phony, that are lies. And so we're singing and reinforcing a lie through a song. Amen. And we think we're worshiping Jesus. Amen. But we're not. We're not, Tim. We're not. We're so not. Really, there's all kinds of thieves that come in. So, so really my people are
0: destroyed. Why, Tim? Why are my people destroyed?
1: Well, some people have a lack of knowledge.
0: Lack of knowledge. Lack of, are they doing it on purpose? Yeah, they're not doing it on purpose. They're just fire, following some hireling pastor. So <laughs> I, all I
1: remember was these songs came out. One of the songs was uh, I am the head, not the tail. <laughs> I remember this guy singing this song and I thought he it was it's a famous song. And I said, So you're part of the serpent? You're the head you the head Oh.
0: Never thought of that one. Never thought of that. Revelation twenty fifteen in Nagra.
4: Good morning, Coach. I don't know if this is relevant to the discussion that we're having today, but I want to share an experience that I think was heavily ordained yesterday. I was out in the yard uh, working on my garden, and a, a man pulled up to the side of the road, and he was asking where my COVID sign was. And I told him that it got knocked down over the winter because it was pretty old. But to make a long story short, uh, he was from he's an exchange student from Africa at the local college here. And this this guy was more knowledgeable about the Bible and our our laws here in America and what the Constitution stands for than any man that I've really encountered thus far. And like I said, I was just blown out of my mind that this guy knew more about what was going on in our country than some of the people I've met out here.
0: Says a lot about us, doesn't it? Huh? Because evil men have crept in unaware and they grabbed this education system. That's what happened to us, see. That's that's what's
2: happening. Myra. Yes, coach, thank you. In regard to the hurling uh pastor, Second Peter 2, but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them and will bring swift destruction on themselves. Hallelujah.
0: So you look at, the, you look at football, and this is firing season. Right? We're a little bit past firing season. It's basketball season. It's now firing season. Why do they fire a coach? Hey, Clay, why do they fire a coach, Clay?
4: Because the coach ain't doing their job. Good enough.
0: No, no. Well, yeah, but how do they know the coach isn't doing the job?
4: By the records.
0: The team sucks right? The team sucks. Yes or no? Does our team suck? Yeah, our team sucks. And who do we want to blame? We want to blame the devil. We want to blame the other team. They said, well, well, team, our team wouldn't be so bad if they weren't so good. They're really good. They're really good. So uh, maybe we can play in the, maybe we can play in the minor leagues. Don't bring, don't put us in the major leagues, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jeff, come on in. Then Dave. <clears throat>
4: Coach,
3: Hang on. Eddie.
0: Jeff, Dave, yeah. and then uh, Kevin, and then I want to show you something else. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff.
3: Yeah,
4: you know what? We talked before about the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I was just thinking about this. You are saying this this morning. We had a pastor for 14 years led us to the strip club every weekend. And who was the one to rip us? The pastors preached sermons against us. Hundreds of Christians would say, well, you guys would just not go there. There wouldn't be any trouble with that strip club. There was trouble there every day of the week at that place. But they sure. wanted to blame us for the pastor taking his men up at 14 years. You know what I mean?
0: Crazy. Jeff, yeah, they had to do that because if they, if they said he's doing a great job, then they would have to go, wouldn't
4: they? Yep. Amen. So it's easy
0: to say, oh, he, that's not very Christian. We shouldn't be doing that. that that's, that's not very Christian. Dave Allison.
3: Lost you, Dave. Kevin. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad, Kevin, uh, I'm glad uh, Jeff said that because the blood the word I was going to say. Coach, when you were singing that song in church, we are less for all of us, We ha- he has no authority here. They they meant within those four walls. But but once you get out those four walls, like Jeff said, the preacher is saying he has all authority there. Uh-huh. Technically, the song uh-huh. should be he has no authority, period, not here.
0: Everywhere Christ. I go, he, should, yeah. he has no authority. Everywhere amen. I go, amen,
3: amen, amen. That's,
0: that's where we struggle. That the we, the no. we, get on, we get no. in church, we get in church,
3: and we sing up. The, he has no authority here, but once we leave the four walls, he has all authority there. He ha- look, he has all authority, whether
0: we acknowledge it or not. We have the authority, whether we exercise it or not. That's amen. The truth. We can blame the devil; it ain't the devil's fault. The devil's under our feet. That's what the scripture says. We're under his feet, and we're his children. We're his sons. Kevin?
4: Well, hey coach, you just reminded me of that wise old saying the fish rots from the head down.
0: Yeah, it does. It, uh, uh, the devil kills and steals and destroys. Right, Clay? The devil kills. Don't not, yes. No, he doesn't. The hireling pastor does. <laughs> so, you guys, I don't know if I can see. I don't know if I can ever ever re- I don't know if I can ever get retrain you on that. I don't know if I ever can. It is so embedded in our lexicon, lexicon, our language. Right? It's So
4: First embedded
0: truth. in our language that we don't get it. Go ahead, Chad, I'm sorry.
4: First truth, you're right. First truth. First
0: truth. Can you you, get, you better be careful cuz you're going to find yourself repeating it. Now, hang on. The devil does kill, steal and destroy. But he does it through the wicked pastor. Oh man, this is good. Okay, I gotta show you something. Because again, uh, number four, bring up Tucker. Because Tucker Carlson, say what you want to about him. He, well, that Jonathan Conn thing, I gotta show that too. This is, folks, Tucker Carlson started at the 230 mark. He he exposed something to me, to us, that it really hit home with me. Transgenderism is the new religion. Boom. It's a new religion. It's anti-Christian religion. It's more than just people. Tucker really nails this. Go ahead and play it. Pastor the Sherman at now.
5: St. Mark's in Fargo. So it's pretty clear that St. Mark's Lutheran Church is no longer a Christian church. So what is it now? Well, it's a transgenderist church, one of many. Transgenderism is this country's growing religion. Like many faiths, ITS THEOLOGY FEATURES A SUPERNATURAL TRANSFIGURATION, THE MOMENT A PERSON IS TRANSMOGRIFIED FROM ONE SEX TO ANOTHER. CONVERTS TO THIS FAITH abandon THEIR OLD LIVES AND EMBRACE AN ENTIRELY NEW SEX. FORMER IDENTITIES NO LONGER EXIST, THEY'RE We're DEAD again. BUT HERE'S ONE BIG DIFFERENCE. TRANSGENDERISTS DO NOT BELIEVE IN THE GOD OF MONOTHEISM. THEY BELIEVE THAT THEY THEMSELVES ARE GOD WITH THE POWER TO CONTROL NATURE. And if you think about it, this should be a concern because it's a recipe for extremism. People who believe that they're God tend to react very badly when told that they're not. So if you're running the government and you wanted to prevent violence in your own country, you would be very concerned about the growth of a cult like this. But the Biden administration is not concerned at all. In fact, it is cheering this cult on. Watch Joe Biden's spokeswoman just days after the massacre of children in Nashville explain that when transgenderists, quote, fight back, she approves.
2: 14 states have now banned gender-affirming health care, while some of these laws are currently blocked by courts. This is a dangerous, a dangerous attack. This is awful news. Let's be very clear about that. LGBTQI... Plus, kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. And we have their back. This administration has their back.
5: They are fierce. They fight back. This administration has their back. So this is coming on the heels just days after a massacre in which children were murdered, apparently in response to laws against and surgical castration of children. So the White House is not decrying that. The White House is endorsing it as clearly as it possibly could. And that's why no one from the Biden White House is visiting the grieving Christian families in Nashville. Instead, today, Kamala Harris went to Nashville to promote three Democratic Party legislators who led a riot at the state house a riot designed to promote, yes, the cult of transgenderism. So consider the message here. We're on your side. And not only we're on your side, You, the mentally ill who may be armed, are the victims, and you are being genocided. Your very existence is at stake. In other words, making paranoid people on the edge more paranoid. So fight back. You are fierce. This is not the message to give to religious nuts with weapons, and particularly not this group of religious nuts with weapons. This is a group that has for years been committing acts of violence at rates much higher Than you would expect across a cross section of the population. To give a few examples, last year a trans girl tried to assassinate a justice, Brett Kavanaugh, at his home. Then a self-described not-binary shooter, also a member of the cult, murdered five people at a Colorado nightclub. In 2019, a trans teenager shot nine people in a high school, killing one. That was in Denver. In 2018, a mentally ill transgenderist shot up a Rite Aid distribution center in Aberdeen, Maryland. That massacre killed four. So you can see where this is going, and you shouldn't be surprised by it. Mental illness leads to violence. This is a species of mental illness, and there's no mental illness greater than the delusion that you are God. And that's exactly what
0: it's a religion. I never never saw it. Transgenderism is a religion. And if you oppose it, it's a fight to death. Isn't it amazing how things get flipped? Huh? The devil is uncompromising in his beliefs, and we are compromising in ours. And every one of you looking at me right now knows this. Transgender people are either sick or possessed or both. They are not normal. Mm. But we're letting their religion rule the day. That's what it is. It's religion. Julie, come on in, then Joe. Amen, Coach.
2: I was driving through Granville yesterday and I went by this old church and it had a big rainbow flag on the outside. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it's like, it made me question like, is this the part of the great falling away?
0: The two the, there's two churches in Granville, Ohio, uh, across the street from each other, both fly the rainbow flag. Two churches in Granville, there's probably more, right? One of
2: those has a female lesbian minister, by the way. Yes.
0: Amen, Angie. Amen. Amen. Hey, tolerance and diversity. Huh? That's Christianity. Joe Allen, come on in. If you didn't hear that message, she said,
4: she didn't say transgender people. She said uh, transgendered, I can't even say it, children. Mm. She didn't say people.
0: Transgendered children. Why, Joe? Because they're, the, they're after the they're seed.
4: They're after children.
0: They're after the seed. They're after the seed. And the church, by the way, led by hiring pastors, most pastors are afraid to stand in the pulpit and say, get your children out of the public schools. Would everybody agree with me on that? Amen. Huh? What percentage of pastors do you think would say <laughs> that and keep their church? What What if pastors said to this? Said this. One of pastors said, I'm sorry, but if you're going to bring your public school trained child into our, our church, you are going to poison the other children in our children's church. So your children are not welcome in children's church. That emptied out, wouldn't it? Oh, no, 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 I get it. Oh, you'd say, no, coach, our children have to disciple them. Our children have to be evangelists. Tell, tell me you don't really believe that. Tell me you don't really believe that. As always, the problem is the church. It is the church. Mike McKee, and Emma. Hey, Coach, uh, I didn't read the whole story this morning, but a Louisville Bank uh, employee killed four people in the bank yesterday. Yes. Uh, uh, he did something about his pronouns. Yep. And also, Biden discontinued the COVID Thing.
4: So, I got a hospital appointment tomorrow. And if they're wearing masks, I'm not going to kabob.
0: Good, Mike. Good. Does anybody out there believe that Joe Biden has the, the ability and the power to tell you to wear a mask? The hell's wrong with us, Emma?
2: We do not have the right to send children to the mission field, the children belong in a safe place so yeah. you don't send them to public school no. oh my goodness no You. No, I, hear you people,
0: I hear parents say they put their kids in the child, public school because they need light in there they need light in there you, are you
2: Jesus is the light okay so we read the word and if you get into a homeschool group which we were in way back way back my kids have been out of school for 10 years Um, you get all the all the what do they call it socialization that they need that my kids, well, three of them went to the military. Uh, they don't brag about the fact that they were homeschooled except well David did but but uh, they got into they got into the military easily because they're socialized of course they're not they're not all in now, thankfully.
3: Amen amen.
2: Kendra. The church across the street from me flies a flag on their banner. It says, a safe place to worship. And I'm like,
0: safe for who? Safe uh, for kids? Not safe for my kids. Safe place to worship. A safe place. What does that even mean, folks? What does that even mean? See, I don't think. Bible. Oh, I heard it, Lord, that you present your body. A living sacrifice. That's your spiritual worship to present your body. To be dangerous. To be dangerous. A dangerous Christian. Oh, that's worship, isn't it? Isn't that worship? Present your body. A living sacrifice. Huh? Charge in where angels dare to tread. Isn't that worship? Isn't that worship a safe place to worship? What? Oh, my goodness. Mary Kelly, quickly. Hi, good morning. Morning. Um, So
2: Bethesda Naval Hospital used to be called the President's Hospital, and then they combined with Walter Reed. Well, anyhow, yesterday they announced they got rid of all the Catholic uh, chaplains, and they're making it into a secular uh, Ah. church, whatever that means.
0: Mm. So I want, I wonder how many pastors are leading their people out to confront this darkness around us. Are we leading them out or are they leading them in? See, they're building bigger, bigger churches, bigger, bigger temples, bigger, bigger seating to watch the pastor perform. Somebody say, Coach, you nailed. I know I, I, I nailed it all day today, didn't I? Uh, You shall know the truth, and the truth, if you know it, sets you free. Blessings. See you tomorrow.